Welcome to the engineer-ish, or as we like to say, engineer minus the ish. Wait, so are we taking the ish out? Or are we putting the ish in? Ah, <laughs> you already know, girl. I'm putting it in. <laughs> Still the most unique math problem we've been puzzled by, solved, and certainly revisited throughout our journey as engineers. I'm Tori. And it's your boy, Drew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the engineer-ish. Uh, minus the ish. Are we taking the ish out or are we putting the ish in? I'm going to take it out. I'm putting it in. Uh, no. The engineer-ish. Now in session. What's going on, Mr. Drewski? Ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling. What is popping, Tori? What's going on with ya? <laughs> uh nice day out the weather is going to be nicer this week you know we're getting over some of the i guess i feel like a little bit of uh somewhat chilly weather and we're getting to some warmness so i'm kind of excited about that for however I mean, long it, it lasts it never it never lasts long in georgia right you know what i'm saying it, 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 it just it just like poke his head in you know what i'm saying like what's up i just want to let y'all know i was here and now i'm gonna I'm roll out real quick you know what i mean and i was like i guess that's the nice thing about it some people appreciate having seasons but yeah. not having them where they, they linger for too long. So it's not yeah. like we're a Chicago or anything. And the funny oh, thing about it, I noticed this episode, um, everybody has experienced in different weather. So I think, I know that's just kind of, you know, ironic how, you know, some people are, it may be hot. Uh, some people, they may have had a snowstorm. So I don't mm-hmm. know. A little, a little diversity, you know what I'm saying? A little diversity, diversity. in the seasons, a little diversity <laughs> in the audience. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. Exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to like really hopping right in because we have a, we have a new type of episode that we are releasing today. Yeah. And I'm just kind of excited to hear you. I'm going to let you kind of talk about a little bit of what a day in the life is. Why yeah. we, we've uh, thought about this. For sure, for sure, man. I I go back to the you know that classic that classic idea that like um, especially when it comes to professional life, a lot of times you know until you've really had some experience in a particular industry, you really don't know what a day is going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of talk always talk about like networking and you know getting a chance to kind of ask that question um, to a particular industry that you may be interested in or somebody that's in that industry. Uh, if you're interested in working in it. Uh, but instead of, you know, getting you to go out and ask the question, we're going to bring the question here, you know, to the podcast and get somebody to to tell us a little bit about what a day in, in their life as an engineer, what that, what that looks like. Yeah, definitely. So uh, of course, like, obviously we're the engineers, so we're going to have a lot of, you know, engineering based uh professionals but also some some engineers that have pivoted in other work roles and so maybe they oh, even yeah. work they they work with engineers and maybe they don't but uh this special person that we have today uh, I'm really looking forward to because I went to school with her and uh-huh. we have a lot of history together and she's made quite a pivot so I'm excited to hear uh her talk about a day in a life I think she has a lot to offer it's going to be really good for uh everyone to hear Definitely. I, I think one thing about uh, just about engineering in general is, and I think this is across all disciplines, every, every day is a, a little bit different, but there are some things mm-hmm. that kind of help tie all of those days together. Agree with that. So we're not going to keep the listeners waiting any longer. Not Without keep further in, ado. <laughs> not going to keep them in suspense. So I want to welcome my old friend oh, and yeah. colleague, oh, Dr. Yeah. Jerika Brown. The doc. the doc is in the building. <laughs> hey, Jerika. Hey, Latori. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. We have been we've been hyping you up before you uh before you join. Oh so, yeah. I mean, oh, we got the doctor here. now. We got the doctor in here. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing good. Trying to be in good spirits. Good. Awesome. So being in academia, like I'm really curious to, to know uh, how's pandemic life and how you've adjusted being that you are kind of in a completely different um, like aspect of things, not just mm-hmm. in corporate America, but you're in academia. That's different. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it is different. So 
I'll start by saying um, my life now is different than my life was about four months ago. Uh-huh. We were sent home in March of 2020 and didn't return until July of 2021. So mm. I was working from home um, for all of that time and getting acclimated to working out of my apartment with my dog standing behind me, um, <laughs> having all of my meetings on Zoom as opposed to walking across campus or mm-hmm. meeting with students in my office. Mm-hmm. Um, in the work that I do, I work with a lot of first-year students, and so there was a whole cohort of students that I never saw in person, um, oh, wow. all just yeah. over Zoom. And so I am very glad to be back in the office now and to be able to see students in person and to be around colleagues as much as it was nice to roll out of bed and and walk in here in my my, um, yoga pants. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's nice to have somewhere to get up and go every morning now. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I'm sure we a lot of people can relate to that being a being actually the able able yeah. to go out and interact with people versus just be be behind the computer on Zoom. So yeah, and I got a I got a follow up a kind of a follow up question to that because I I feel like especially you know in academia and and I didn't know that you're working with first year students, but I feel like you know the ability to kind of build that connection and build that relationship in person is very different than trying to do it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was that kind of what was that challenge like and how did you kind of you know adjust to that because you know obviously everything you did before that in your career was you know face to face you can kind of talk to them you can kind of feel you know their energy and things like that um and then you're kind of thrown into the situation where it's you know just computer screen to computer screen but you're still having to try to build that same rapport build that relationship and develop trust between you and your students yeah especially yeah. With young people good question yeah that's a that is that is the point. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> the whole purpose in our center, our office, the work that I do is to build those relationships with students, to build mm-hmm. that trust mm-hmm. so that we can be advocates throughout their journey mm-hmm. in their engineering education. And so being behind a computer screen, there's some students who would choose not to turn on their camera. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I can ask, but they don't have to, right? Yeah. I don't know what's going on in their background. We had students who are still living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we had students that preferred to meet over the phone versus mm-hmm. over Zoom. And so it just added a logistic that we hadn't had to consider before. Um, and it really did make making those personal connections more challenging. Mm-hmm. And so um I, like I said, I support first-year students. I also support sophomores, juniors, and seniors. I made it a point to meet with my sophomores more frequently over Zoom because sophomore year tends to be when those, that relationship between myself and each student is more solidified. I've known yeah. them for mm-hmm. a year. They're, mm-hmm. They've established that trust. And so we didn't want to miss out on that opportunity to provide them with that, that guidance. But it was definitely challenging to build those connections because you miss the body language. Yeah. You miss like you miss some of the things that you see in person when you're over Zoom. Mm -hmm. What was easier, though, um, was just recording notes for Uh. students. And so we keep a file for each student um, just to to talk through what what did we talk about in our meetings? What did you learn about the students? Uh When I'm meeting with students in person, I don't write and meet with them, I'm there. I'm Mm -hmm. present. I'm talking to them. They're talking to me. We're in a conversation. And a lot of times I'm in back-to-back meetings. So that note-taking part doesn't always happen. Mm, Interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. But over Zoom, I've got the Zoom screen up. I've got their, their chart up. And so I can type notes in. And so on that side of it, I think it made that piece a lot easier. But for me, the most important piece is that connection. And so I'm finding I'm playing catch up now that it's sophomore year with those students, seeing students for the first time in person and being like, oh, wow, you are way taller than I thought you were. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> right? um, and, and just, you know, some of the, the impersonal, the chatting before you walk in the office, the, you know, talking to them while they're in the lobby, them getting to know some of the people in our staff mm-hmm. um, and just seeing our space and knowing that they're welcome there was a piece that was missed. Yeah, I bet that was. And I just think about, you know, obviously I'm a student of University of Dayton and just, 
you know, it's all about relationships. That's one thing that I said I enjoy the most about college is just meeting people from different states, Mm -hmm. sometimes different countries. And then like taking that part out of it and just being on Zoom, it almost it gives you the social media feel. So it's not really you don't get the connection that you did before. So I can imagine how that is a major adjustment, especially for college students. So, yeah. And they don't open up as much over Zoom. I, I can imagine. imagine. Right. Yeah. They're, they're on a Zoom meeting. So they're like, OK, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. OK, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the room, I'm just looking at them and you can, like you said, you can read their body language and see that there's something that's not been said. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a question that I need to ask that might get to that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Awesome. That's that's perfect. And I think that's a that's a great segue. Right. Um, because I want you to talk a little bit, a little bit more um, just about kind of your career as an engineer um, prior to your current role. So obviously you're in, you're in academia now, but that wasn't, you know, kind of where you, where you started at. So talk a little bit about where you, where you were and kind of how you got to academia. Yeah. So back in the day is what I can say now. (laughs) Um, When I graduated from, um, undergrad, I went to work for an aerospace company mm-hmm. um, in supply chain. So I had jobs as process engineer, operations leader, black belt. Um, and a lot of the work that I did was very hands on. Mm-hmm. Like you walk in the door and you're out on the shop floor all day. Yeah. Troubleshooting problems, talking with your mechanics and operators, like literally running all day. I would get my 10,000 steps every day before <laughs> yeah. I got home from work. Sounds <laughs> familiar. Um, Sounds very familiar, right? Yeah. And so um, that work, the, the work that I did there was very um, centered on relationships again, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a process engineer or I'm an operations leader. All the work that has to be done, somebody else has to do that work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's, it's my job to build the relationships, to relay the messaging on scheduling, budgets, whatever that might be. Right. Um, so that we can get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would find at the end of every day, I also have projects I'm responsible for. I also have work that I need to do. Uh-huh. I would find myself working, you know, 10, 12 hour days just because at the end of the day, I've got to go sit at my desk and actually get something done. Now you have yeah. to do your job. Yeah, now <laughs> I have to do the other part of my job, which yeah. is strategic projects and initiatives and um, updating blueprints or whatever it might be. So. Yeah. Um, I liked the work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was good at it, I think. Um, I was on a really great path in supply chain for that company. And um, the opportunity to come to the University of Dayton presented itself. Um, the old MEP director reached out to me and said, hey, we're, we have this position that's opening up. Would you be interested in applying? Um, it wasn't happenstance, though. I remember when I was graduating from undergrad, I had a conversation with her, the mm-hmm. MVP director, and I was mm. like, I want your job. I want to oh, do wow. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be an engineer forever. I remember having that aha moment for myself junior year. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to change my major to like psychology. And my mom <laughs> was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you work way too hard to get this degree. And so I got the degree knowing that I wanted that financial stability. I wanted to start my career. I didn't want to go to grad school at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always knew that my goal was to make a transition to doing something more student-centered, more fulfilling for okay. my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got that opportunity in 2016. Um I applied, I interviewed, and the universe works in mysterious ways because at the same time that I was interviewing for that job, I got tapped for a promotion mm. at wow. the company. They said they're going to put that pressure on you. You got to make a decision. <laughs> and they, right. And so I had to make a decision yeah. on what, what it was that I wanted to do with my career. Um, and it wasn't chasing the money because. Mm-hmm it was a pay cut, right? To go yeah. from industry, especially in aerospace, to go into academia, starting my career over, taking a pay cut, doing work that was totally different than what I was doing in my day uh-huh. job. Uh-huh. Um, it was a little off-putting, but it was the best decision that I made. Yeah. Um, and I don't regret the time that I spent with that company mm-hmm. prior to coming here because I learned a lot. I grew a lot. Um, 
and I wouldn't wouldn't take back that experience for anything. But I think everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. And yeah. it was it was the right time for me. Um, and I love what I do now. That's awesome. That's, that's great. I, and I had no idea that uh, you kind of had this thought of, hey, this is where I see myself even before it happened. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you were an undergrad. Like, you know what? That seems like a... Go on and cast that vision then. Cast that vision. Yeah, that was like a, man- <laughs> that was like a manifestation. Like, oh, that's awesome. I had no yeah. idea it happened that way. But... I, I think it's also... Sorry, Tori, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that just tells me and I'm sure it tells you that you're exactly where you're supposed to be at, mm-hmm. at like for this time. Like, mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. I, I was going to, I was going to add to that too. I think it's, it's really respectable. Um, and I don't, I don't, and I, forgive me if this is not the right thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of times or at least a lot of professors that I've had um, or that were in the engineering school never worked in industry. They went straight into academia. And to me, it's kind of like, that's true. Yeah. Do you really know? Like, you know, uh, I hear what you're saying. Like, <laughs> I understand what you're teaching, but like anybody that has that has actually done the, the work before has a different perspective than somebody who just learned how to do the work. And I think that there's a there's a lot of value in that type of experience. Yeah. So I think that's that's in, in the position that you're in and building these relationships, like some of the advice that you're going to be able to share with, the, with share with the students. I think is, is, you know, layers above what other people may be able to share because they haven't had that, that real world um, experience. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know while I was working for the company, I was working for an industry. I did recruiting. I did Mm -hmm. mentoring. I had co-ops that worked Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Right. And so I saw the other side of it where we're trying to get our students to go. And so being able to speak to, this is what they're looking for. This is how you, um, you know, how you carry yourself when you get there. These mm-hmm. are the ways that you can help yourself stand out. This is how you built that network and make those connections is a major piece of the work that I do working with students. Once we get beyond the academic transition, right, to yeah. college, yeah. It's, what, what is it that you want to do to gain this experience so that you can figure out what you want to do with your career and how can I help you get there? Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's that's awesome. And <clears throat> as we kind of segue into a day in the life, I love to hear how you how you use some of your skills, like as an engineer, obviously as an engineer in industry, and like how some of those same skills are used as an engineer in academia. So we'll get into that a little bit later. So I'd like to know a little bit about how it felt for you to journal some of your thoughts throughout the week pertaining to work. Cause it, that's kind of a, I guess it's kind of an odd question or an odd assignment to give somebody like, you know what, write about the things that you do throughout the week and kind of how you feel about them. So I, I'm curious to know just how did it feel to keep that journal throughout the week before we get into the deets of what's in the journal? <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely different. Um, because I usually don't stop to take a moment and think about my day mm-hmm. and what I did and what went well and what did not I'm usually literally running like the days, the weeks, the months just mm-hmm. blend together. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, you know, prior to now, when I was still working on, um, you know, when I was still in school, it was like, okay, my work day's over, time to transition to put my school hat on and yep. do homework and write and read day. and whatever that I needed to do yeah. and come home and, you know, family stuff. So I haven't ever taken the time to journal about my work days. Um, and I learned a lot about myself, I think, <laughs> in that process. <laughs> and I think I even learned a lot more about the work that I do and why it's important. Mm. Um, and so it was different is what I'll say. Not something that I've done before. Cool. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting because I like in that act. So one of the one of the books that I've read before talks about this idea of tracking and how just the act of like writing down the things that you're doing, like brings it more to your awareness. Mm-hmm. And, and especially in, in your position, like you you provide so much value like to your students. But because you do it every day, it's kind of, you know. It's kind of like, okay, this is my job. This is what I have to do. And sometimes you may like kind of lose like 
just kind of the the ripple effect that happens after they the students kind of leave your office or you know graduate or whatever it may be, right? Uh, and so I, I can I can imagine just kind of you know kind of taking a step back or kind of looking at it from you know from a, a further perspective that it's like wow man like I'm you know I'm really helping like people and <laughs> impacting lives like the way that I that I really want to to be able to do that. I think that's amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and and I would say also helping me to not get lost in that part of my job because that's mm. a major part of the work that I do. Um, but as a as a director, I also have a lot of administrative and strategic mm-hmm. objectives that mm-hmm. I have to tend to, and so I could easily have back to back student meetings depending on what time of the semester is, mm-hmm. and and making sure that I make the time to get to some of those strategic initiatives. And I'll talk about a little bit later, one of the the things that kind of popped up that I wasn't expecting to spend time on was something that I had been putting off for like (laughs) a semester (laughs) because I just never found the time to do it, but it became the point where I needed to get it done like right now. Uh So I spent several hours working on on that thing, but it just kind of reminded me that Jerika, this should have been done last semester. And you wouldn't have had to play catch up, right? Mm-hmm. So not getting caught up in the meetings, even though those meetings are extremely important and meaningful, um, and probably the favorite, my, my favorite part of my job, there's also lots of other things that have to happen behind the scenes in order for the program to run, in order for us to be good partners across sure. campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just bringing light to the necessity for me to schedule that time in was something that I took away from from my journaling this week. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that although journaling was a different experience, it seems <laughs> like it was a positive experience and it it like shed a lot of light on um your week and just kind of a little bit more about the things that you accomplish and do. So we're excited to hear uh, more about it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump into your day. All right. So so it's the it's the beginning of the day. You woke up, you got dressed. Yeah. You, you're ready to, to head off, head out to work. Right. Um, do you tend to do you tend to plan your day prior to going into your day or is it kind of you get at you get at work um, and you're, you know, trying to figure out what it is that you need to accomplish um, for your day? So my day typically starts the night before. Okay. Um, so I usually look at my calendar the night before mm-hmm. to see what does my day look like? How busy am I going to be? Do I have any nine o'clock meetings that I actually need to wake it to work on time for? <laughs> um, um, and so I'll start the night before and just look at my calendar and see what, what does my day look like? So okay. I can decide, do I need to carve out a 30 minutes here and there? to get stuff done uh-huh. or will I have that time to do it? Okay. Um, and so when I get in in the next morning, I usually, if I don't have a nine o'clock meeting or a nine thirty meeting, I will go through my emails and do some responses. And then once the meeting starts, the meetings are typically back to back. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, meetings, huh? it's student meetings. Um, it's meetings with colleagues, it's meetings with campus partners. Um, and generally I'll fit in, you know, 30 minutes here, an hour there where where I will write down a list of these are things I need to get done this week. Uh And typically that might be, you know, recommendation letters or, you know, planning for events that are coming up. Um, but usually to answer your question, I start by looking at my calendar. What do I have to do today? And then I make a list of stuff that I really should get done. Mm-hmm. And usually it doesn't get done that day. But <laughs> it becomes the list that I continue to go back to to make sure that it gets done before it needs to be done. Okay. Okay. That's this is this is perfect. So the, the next question is like, do things come up? What and why? And like how do you how do you handle it? You you starting your day the night before, so you already have an idea. But like when things pop up, how do you tend to how do you tend to handle that? Yeah, so um, the kinds of things that pop up might be a student might drop in my office. We mm-hmm. need to have a conversation or a faculty member or another staff person from campus might 
call me and we need to have a conversation about a student or about mm-hmm. something that we're working on together. Um, this particular week, we had several things going on. We were planning for a student organization that I advised to go to a national conference. We had um, an event happening later that week where we had some high school students that were coming to campus. Mm-hmm. So there was some logistics that had to be taken care of, ordering, mm-hmm. you know, getting food, getting rooms reserved, all the last minute stuff that I probably should have done weeks before. <laughs> uh, just kind of planning for that group to arrive and making sure that the students who are volunteering to support that event knew what they needed to know. Um, and um, the day that I wanted to talk about, the thing that popped up was I had to do some budget reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent hours working on that. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, that was something that I probably should have had done the semester before, <laughs> but now we're at the point where we've got a group actually able to travel. Uh-huh. We haven't been able to travel. So we're going to spend money. So where am I with this budget? Yeah. How much should we have in this account? Where are all the receipts, right? All of that stuff that I should have been doing and been tracking, um, and so what I usually do when stuff pops up, if I have time, mm-hmm. meaning I don't have meetings scheduled for an hour or two, I'll block my calendar and say, this is what I'm going to do during that time. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, and so that way, if a student does pop up, if it's an emergency, absolutely, we can have that conversation. If it's not an emergency, then my calendar is blocked. And so yeah. our front desk workers know that she's busy she's busy don't, yeah. don't disturb don't I might bother. close and crack my door um but usually stuff that pops up is all relevant to the work that I do and I can find a, a way to to schedule it in and it usually doesn't take away from the heart of what we're what we're here to do which is to serve students in multiple ways okay um, and I, now I have a question, Jerika, about meetings. So you've mentioned meetings several times. And so when I think about meetings, I think about corporate America. I think about how dreadful it can be when you have meetings, when you're trying to lead a project, when you're a change agent in an organization, how stressful it can be to, to facilitate change. So could you talk a little bit about the differences and what you feel like meetings were when you were in corporate America versus in academia. Do you feel any differently in meetings or is it about <laughs> the same? I love to know because you, I love to know you mentioned meetings a lot. Yeah. So the work that I do now, the meetings that I have the most are individual student meetings. Okay. So this is meetings with my first and second year students to mm. have a one on one conversation. Um, for first year students, this semester is getting to know them, uh-huh. finding out what their aspirations are. Why did they choose to come into engineering? What are things that they want to accomplish while they're here? Right. So getting to know them. Um, we're after midterms now. So the week that I was doing my journaling, you know, how were midterm grades? Um, what is the, the plan to recover if there is a recovery plan that's needed? Have you mm-hmm. talked to your advisor? So these are one-on-one meetings um, to really make sure I understand where each student is regarding mm-hmm. their personal selves. I start every meeting with, you're a human, you're a whole person, you're not just a student. Yeah. So I do yeah. want to know how you feel, how your roommate situation's going, how's your family. And then we, of course, we'll talk about academics. Is there anything that you're concerned about class-wise? Is there anything you want to talk about, any questions that you have? And then um, for sophomores or for anybody who wants to have the conversation, we start to talk about that leadership development, that professional development. Mm -hmm. What are the things that you're looking to get involved in? Are you thinking about co-oping or interning? Mm -hmm. Um, And if so, how can I help you in in that space? And so I meet with first-year students twice a semester. Sophomores, I meet with once a semester. Mm -hmm. So that can easily be, you know, that's 225 meetings in a semester with individual students. That is the favorite part of my job because even Mm -hmm. though it's Mm -hmm. meeting after meeting after meeting, Mm -hmm. every single student is different. Yeah. Every single meeting is different. Every single conversation is different. Every student has a different circumstance, different background, 
the, the conversations are not the same. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's back-to-back -back meetings, but I learned a lot about my students. I got to know them and I feel closer to, to them as individuals and I feel like I can serve them better. Um, outside of those meetings, there'll be a lot of campus partner meetings, um, staff meetings with my team. And most of the meetings that I sit in are around student success and persistence. How do we support and serve students better? Um, and or planning for different events that we might have coming up. Okay. Um, being an industry in supply chain, meetings were about metrics, yes. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> are we going to ship this engine on time? When are we going to start the next engine, right? And, and having to justify when you're not going to hit your, your metrics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listening to the conversations that may or may not be cordial happening in the room mm -hmm. as, you know, people's, you know, anxiety elevates because they've got to give the, the VP of supply chain bad news. Yep. So I will say I do not miss those meetings at all. <laughs> I bet <laughs> you don't. Because people aren't always honest in those meetings. Everybody's trying to cover their own but in those meetings, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes they aren't as productive as they should be or could be. Here, the work that I do now, every meeting is meaningful. Every mm -hmm. meeting is towards something that I actually care about. Not that I didn't care about shipping <laughs> engines, um, but I definitely care about the success and persistence of my students and their well-being. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Just hearing you talk about like all the pressures in aerospace, it seems like it'd be it would be like through the roof, the type of anxiety one could have in a meeting because it just, I mean, it's a different type of impact when you're dealing yeah. with um like that type of equipment that that can That's like big literally money right there. That's yeah, big money. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so um, yeah, I think you pretty much uh, gave us a lot of insight on the differences between what meetings are like in corporate America versus academia. Uh, so now just let's get a, I'm, I'm a little interested to get a little more into your journal. So just to kind of speak about what we had Jerika do, uh, we had her for, for a whole week, Monday through Friday. Um, she had a journal and she was to, kind of jot down some of the things that she is, she accomplished. Um, if anything got into, got in her way, what did she actually get done in that given day? Uh, any positives that came out of the day, any disappointments? And then, um, she also wrote down what she would do differently the next day. So kind of at a high level, Jerika, can you talk us through your journal entries briefly, if you could, like, you can just give us a highlight of each day, if you like, that'd be cool. Yeah, so I think the important thing to say is I started out very strong doing my journals. <laughs> <laughs> On Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I journal each day. Um, I really just jotted down what did I do that day. So, mm -hmm. of course, I knew it was in my calendar, but what did I actually do each mm -hmm. day? And then by Thursday and Friday, like the journal entries slowed down a lot. Um, so that, that was an important, uh, an important point that I wanted to note. Um, the day that I wanted to talk through, I won't talk through each day, but the day I wanted to talk through was, I think, my di most diverse day. Okay. Um, it was the day before we were going to be hosting some high school students for an event. And so I began that morning stopping by GFS to pick up some stuff that we would need for the event. Mm -hmm. um, I had a couple student meetings to really kind of talk through, like we talked about earlier, where students are after midterms. I did some email review and following up on some specific things. And then this is where my day kind of got interrupted. I realized in order for me to help the student group that was gonna be traveling for a conference, I needed to do some budget reconciliation so we could allocate specific funds. Mm -hmm. And so what I thought was gonna be a quick, like, review of what I should have done in the spring was me looking at it and realized I never did it and I needed to go I needed to dive deep to figure out where am I supposed to be with this budget um and that also happened to be at a time that my manager needed some information about from me about that account so 
I spent a few hours looking up information, um, had a few meetings with some student leaders to do some planning for future events. Mm -hmm. Um, I sat in a meeting that we have campus wide where we talk about the success and persistence of specific students based on some data that goes into a system that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on this week. I was also on a, a search committee because we were hiring someone for a new position. So we had an interview and a discussion that day. A lot happened this day. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> it's like yeah. trying wow. to figure out like how many hours did I work? This yeah, it, was, day? it sounds like a packed day yeah. already. Like <laughs> it, it was a lot. Did it all start um, off in the morning? Did all that? Because it seemed like you started. All you hit, started in the started morning heavy. before I got to work. Yeah. Because <laughs> I stopped by GFS on my way into work. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we also had, I, I had another student meeting to discuss some, some stuff for that student. And then I supported an event that evening. So I think around 6.30 or 5.30, I went to our multi-ethnic education and engagement center and they were hosting an event that I was just present for mm-hmm. um, as students are really trying to figure out what's next for them in terms of class registration. And then because I was on campus and I walked through the engineering building, I got pulled in to an, and and so I kind of ended up being there for an extra hour. And so I left campus at 645 that day. <laughs> I got in probably around 930 because I stopped at the store. But that was. I thought that was a really great day. A lot got accomplished. Good. I talked with some students. I talked with some colleagues from across campus. There was a lot. But now, I'll just say the great thing about this, just hearing you talk, is that day was a busy day. You realize you accomplished a lot because you literally wrote it all down. But it's like fast forward, imagine three weeks later, if you if someone's like, you know what, so would you accomplish like three weeks ago on a certain day or when did you have the most <laughs> um, when did you have the most productive day it's kind of hard to recall like you know when people ask us what we do even yesterday if someone yeah, like, I was gonna hey, say what people ask me what I did yesterday, yesterday. I'm like mm-hmm. oh, I feel like oh, I probably did a lot but no but so I'm a big fan of checklists so it helps me to remember what I, I accomplished so yeah. kudos on your productive day Jerika. it was a very productive day Good, good, good. All right, I got a, I got another question for you, um, and this is kind of looking at your, at your week over overall. Um, so, were there any days that were particularly more difficult um, than the others, and and why? So, as I previously mentioned, by Thursday, <laughs> I think the energy and the time to uh-huh. journal throughout the day. And the desire to journal at the end of the day was gone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not intentionally. I didn't even realize to the week, like to the next week that I'm like, oh, I forgot to journal on Thursday mm-hmm. and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Fridays, we have our MEP workshops. So LaTorre remembers these. We, I remember we, those. We have for the, what it was the minority engineering program is now the multi-ethnic engineers program. Our students have, a workshop bi-weekly on Fridays at 3.30 p.m. It's the most loved time to be having a meeting to talk about (laughs) professional development and personal development. It happens to be the only time that we can get everybody at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very creative in our approach to engage students during that time. Um, But usually Thursdays and Fridays, I'm pulling together, making sure we have everything we need to, to be ready for that event. Um, and then Thursday was when we brought in students from the high school. And mm-hmm. so those two days were like, just in addition to the student individual meetings, because we're after midterms, it yep. was making sure we were prepared for the students to arrive on campus on Thursday afternoon. And then Friday was making sure that we were ready for the MEP workshop. So those were the days that were difficult to, to journal just because there was a lot, there wasn't a lot of downtime to sit and think and like mm-hmm. reflect on my day yeah. until the end. And by the end, I was just ready to be home. Close it up and be done. <laughs> yeah, close it up and, and, and be be done and, and feel like it was a great day. Yeah, I was just kind of imagining like some days, like was Jerika like slamming her journal down or closing <laughs> the book so hard? Like, but um, yeah, okay, that makes that makes sense. So 
as you know, we're numbers people, we're data-driven people. So I kind of like this question. So if you were to compare Monday through Friday, did you notice any trends or any reoccurrences that you could like kind of tie to each day? Um, I wouldn't say that there was a trend different than what I already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, one trend that I will note is that students remember they have to schedule meetings with me on like Wednesday. Uh And so Thursdays and Fridays, in addition to being like planning for workshop days, also tend to be back-to-back individual student meeting days. Uh And so I I tend to have a little bit less downtime on those days because students will schedule during the week for those days. So that's that's a trend that I noticed. yeah, and, and the fact that events happen on Fridays. All right. Okay. So dealing, like kind of, and it could be dealing with that or it could be dealing with like some of the other things that kind of go on during your week, but kind of thinking about improvement, like with your engineering background, um, how do you kind of take your, you know, take your weeks and then, you know, do some kind of retro retrospective discovery to say, okay, this is maybe where I lost some time this week. You know, how can I make improvements upon next week or next semester or however you kind of choose to, to break that up? It's, it's funny because every, every few weeks I have that, you know, come to Jesus moment with myself where I'm like, uh-huh. okay, Jerika, <laughs> you actually should be productive on your work days. You should be moving some things forward. We have strategic initiatives that you should be moving forward. Uh And you have this list that keeps getting longer and longer of things that you need to do. Um, And so being more diligent about working on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reality of the work that I do is that it is student centered, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I am here to support students, to guide and to work collaboratively across campus to make sure that the the demographic of students that I serve get the get what they need Mm -hmm. and are front of mind for administration across campus Mm -hmm. and so if that means most of my days are filled with individual student meetings and folks walking into my office and you know I'm sometimes feeling a little bit behind on planning events then that's okay right? Um, This year has been particularly challenging with coming from working from home and making the transition back into the office. And some of the summer things that we do kind of got pushed later. And so I felt like I started the semester behind Mm -hmm. and I've, I've never gotten caught up. And so I'm getting comfortable with not being as ahead of schedule as I'm used to being and looking forward to the pause that we get at the end of the semester where we get to start over (laughs) right so we do have finals and students do go home and we do get a break over the holidays and then you know although November is when I start planning for the spring and I'm behind (laughs) but it feels like we get a reset to do it all over again next semester and try to do it better than we did it before cool that's that's good. So it's mm-hmm. like in pre, your pre-planning phase, you get to think about continuous improvement. What can I do better for the next semester? That makes sense. Okay. So just kind of wrapping it up throughout your whole journaling experience, throughout your whole journaling experience, did you have any aha moments throughout that week that you can think of? I would say it's not really an aha moment, but it's Um, just reiterating how I have felt Mm -hmm. and just rejuvenating that feeling. I love the work Mm -hmm. that I do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I I really do. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the diversity in the work that I do. Every day is a different day. Um, But the work that I do is meaningful. Mm -hmm. I care about it. I believe that our institution cares about it. And I know that eventually students come to realize that it is important for them Mm -hmm. um, and that it was meaningful for them. They don't always see it right away. Um, But (laughs) eventually, right, when I get those requests for recommendation letters, I'm like, aha, 
you do need me for something, <laughs> right? Or if somebody asks to put me down as a reference or, um, you know, or when I get the parent that I've never met before that stops by my office before graduation to say, thank you so much for what you did for my, my son or daughter. Mm-hmm. Like those are the moments that, that just make me know that the work that I'm doing means something. And by journaling, like the time that I spent individually with students, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And the time that I spent in meetings talking about students and advocating for our students is a lot of time. And that we have a, a university that invests in that level of support and guidance for multi-ethnic engineering students, which I was one, which all mm-hmm. of us, we were those students yeah. yes, not, we not too long ago. The fact that the institution is investing in that, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I got. I have one other question, Tori, if you don't mind. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is something that I'm that I'm curious about, and it's something that I find um, kind of very valuable just in building relationships with different people, right? Um, and you talk about like you know when you're building that relationship with your students, kind of the the importance of it. Um, but one of the things that I find is anytime I'm, I'm meeting with people and I'm learning about them somewhere along the line, like I tend to learn something about myself as well, or I kind of see myself in a different light because of what I've learned about them. So I'm curious, like kind of for yourself with meeting with, you know, all of these students and really getting an opportunity to really know them. Um, what's something that you kind of learned about yourself kind of in that in that process or even if there is something particular that kind of jumps out? um that like because of some of the relationships like it's really kind of helped you in your own like personal life to change or grow or or kind of head in a particular direction or anything um i'll start by saying that question isn't on the list (laughs) (laughs) my bad my bad yeah um i'll say the biggest thing that i've learned from meeting with students is, and it may not really be answering your question directly, but it's important for me, mm-hmm. is learning how to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learning how to listen for the purpose of listening and not for the purpose of responding or yeah. trying to fix. Because most of the time, especially when a student comes in and they, they have stuff to talk about, they have questions um, or they want to vent, Students aren't always looking for someone to answer or provide them with a solution. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Students are just looking for a space that they can go to and share and know that somebody's listening and that they care. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know earlier I mentioned, I tend to be a rambler. I am that person that will say the same thing more than once to make sure that you heard me. Uh I, I have learned to be a lot more conscious and aware of being present and talking with students and listening to what they have to say mm-hmm. and, and asking the question, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. What do you need from me in this moment? Mm-hmm. And that has definitely helped me in my life, in my personal life, with just being more present and more intentional mm-hmm. and, and communication um, and acknowledging and recognizing that every single person is a unique individual. There is no script of what we do to intervene or to support a person. We really have to hear them and figure out what they need. And that Mm -hmm. is that that's the same in your personal life and your personal relationships. Yeah. I love it. I I love it. That's that's amazingly insightful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it definitely is. I I love the that you mentioned list, not just listening to respond, because I think as people just in general, like we get into the habit of listening just so we can say something back. It's like, we're waiting like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. When are they going to stop? I want to talk. Yeah. Hurry I up know, so I can say what I got. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like double jump. Like you yeah. like, double jump. like, when can I, when can that, I jump in? <laughs> that back and forth. So, I mean, I can just imagine how that, that has helped you to grow. So I think that was a amazingly insightful. And even though Drew, through that that question yeah, out there. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he asked that. So. 
So, Jerika, we've come to the end of this first a day in a life episode, and mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us. And I just want to tell you, like, I'm so proud of you. Obviously, I've known you when you I, I knew you when you were 19, and like we kind of we kind of I feel like we sort of grew up together as young engineers, and just to grew see, up in the game together, huh? <laughs> just to see the growth and hear you talk about like the impact you're making, like it just. It's just like awesome to hear. So just I'm glad like you were you immediately came to mind as the first person that I wanted to have on this episode. So thank you so much for joining us. It means a lot. And just lastly, if you could share any positive message or any Mm -hmm. final thoughts uh, with us and with current aspiring STEM students, I feel like it would be best coming from you. So if you could leave us with that. I would say my final positive message is don't be discouraged. Mm. And I say that because I I remember when I was in undergrad and I think all of us can can identify with, you know, we were top students in high school because we got into engineering. Like you had to be a top student in high school to get into engineering. Mm -hmm. And then coming in, and like getting your first F on the exam or like having to drop a class or, you know, and starting to feel like you're not worthy or you don't deserve to be here. Mm. And um, growth mindset is something that I ascribe to and something that I try to get my students to ascribe to. Just because you didn't get it the first time doesn't mean you don't have the ability to get it. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you choose to change paths, make that choice intentionally mm-hmm. because there's something else that you're going towards. Don't make that decision because you don't feel like you have the ability to do something, mm-hmm. right? Because you do have the ability to do it. And so don't get discouraged because things aren't working out the way that they worked out in high school or you know for any reason. And when you make your decision about what you want to do in your career, do it because it's what you want to do and do it because you're going towards something that's going to be great for you in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. That's prescribed straight from the doctor herself. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, those were, that was a lot of wisdom in that, that short uh, last uh, message that you gave to yes, uh, listeners. You. So thank you so much again, Jerika, for joining us. And we hope to have you back uh, one yes, day Yes, Jerika, you have to come join us again. We enjoyed this, for sure. Yep. Thank you all for having me. And I'm so thank proud you. of you too, Latori. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, as always, thank, thank our listeners for tuning in. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Yeah, peace.